As I was reflecting on this gospel, I'm, and I'm going to use parts of this gospel that are not included in today's reading, so I hope you'll go home today and read the whole chapter 10 of John's gospel. But as I was reflecting on this image of Jesus as a good shepherd, it took me back to the Old Testament. And when we read the story of Israel, there is a very clear pattern that emerges. And this is it. Whenever Israel would listen to the voice of God and walk in the way that he pointed out, Israel would enjoy the promises and the blessings that came with that obedience. Even when life was hard, they would experience God with them, walking with them. They would experience His power. But whenever Israel would stop listening to the voice of God, or let's say it would listen but not live out the commandments and the teaching of the Lord and try to become like the pagan nations, it would always lead them into a valley of darkness, of misery and despair, estranged from God and living outside of the blessings that God promised. And always, if Israel was to return to living under the blessing of God, it would have to again listen to the voice of God that kept coming through the prophets and to live out what God was commanding. Let's not forget that all of our problems started in the garden when Adam and Eve listened to a voice that was not of God, the voice of the serpent, the voice of the deceiver. So it's not surprising when Jesus describes his relationship with us as a shepherd that he would say, my sheep know me. They recognize my voice and they follow me. And then he goes on to say later, they do not recognize the voice of a stranger and therefore they do not follow strangers. My dear friends, the reason why we are spending so much time talking about the blessings of being a disciple of Jesus, this is one of them. We need this voice of truth in our life because this voice of truth is what promises a life of freedom, especially freedom from sin. If we follow the voice of Jesus, it leads to the fullness of life 
that He promised. It leads ultimately, praise God, to eternal life. But all of it hinges on whether you and I listen to the voice of our good shepherd, Jesus Christ, and live out the gospel way that he teaches. And it has never been more important than now. Because let's not be naive. There are many voices of strangers in our culture that are not speaking for God, that are not a voice of truth. And the number of of false prophets in our culture today are legion. And these voices, if we do not recognize them, can easily lead us away from God and away from all the blessings that are promised to us in Christ. Let me give just a few examples. A very common voice that is not of God, and it's the voice of a false prophet, is the voice of relativism. I know even many good Christian people that have fallen into this error that think that there is no objective truth, that especially with regard to the truth of faith and morality, that it's all subjective. It's all just how I feel about things. And each person constructs their own system of morality. Boy, do we need the voice of our good shepherd, Jesus, who says, I am the truth. I am the light of the world. We need that objective voice of truth to show us clearly the path. It's not just left up to ourselves. It doesn't matter how I feel about something. I am saved by following the truth of God. Here's another voice that clamors in our culture. You and I know that money cannot buy happiness. You and I know that success is not measured by what we have or what we don't have. But the ideology of materialism It is so strongly in our culture that it is hard for us not to fall into it, not to become a slave to it. I need the voice of my good shepherd, Jesus, to tell me, for example, blessed are the poor in spirit, or to tell me, It doesn't matter if a person gains the whole world and yet suffers the loss of their soul. I need Jesus to remind me that my value and worth is not in what I have and that it's better to give than to receive. 
Another lie that comes from the voice of a stranger is this thinking that my life, my belongings, my body, my time, it's mine. And I have the right to do whatever I want with it. And there's a lot of people that are falling into that. I need Jesus to remind me my whole life is a gift. It is a pure gift. And with my life, I am called to live it unto God and generously for others. Another common voice, we can call it cultural Catholicism that diminishes the radical call to transformation that Jesus comes with. If I were to sum it up, it's this. It's thinking that Christianity is about attending Mass on Sunday, maybe, and usually it's looked at more socially rather than entering deeply into the Paschal mystery and then a smattering of table prayers and just trying to be nice. And I look at that and I'm going, are you kidding me? That's what the martyrs gave their life for? You mean that's why Jesus suffered and died on the cross? He came into the world to pat me on the back for being a nice person and just wants me to be a little nicer? Are you kidding me? Then there's nothing to attract others to the gospel. There's no powerful witness to anything. We are called to a radical change of mind and heart. I need Jesus, the Good Shepherd, to remind me and to say to me, whoever would be my disciple must daily deny themselves, pick up their cross, and follow me. Or when he says, stay awake, pray always, lest you fall into temptation. We need the voice of our Good Shepherd. And what about all the lies that can run around in our heads? What's going to protect us from those? Like the lie, I have to be perfect in order to be loved. Or because of what I've done or what happened to me, that God cannot love me or forgive me. That there's no hope for change and all the other lies that I'm not worthy of love, etc. I need Jesus, the voice of my Good Shepherd, to say to me, you are precious. You are mine. I need Jesus to say, you are my friend. For God to say, you are my beloved son, my beloved daughter, in you I delight. I need God to say that to me again and again. I have a habit when I wake up in the morning. When I get out of bed, I have this image. 
When I go to bed, it's like coming out of the water with Jesus in the Jordan River and God the Father saying, you are my beloved son. In you, I'm well pleased. That puts a skip in my step for the whole day. There are times when I need Jesus to say, don't be afraid, don't worry. I will make everything in your life turn to good. See, without the voice of Jesus, we don't have words to encourage us, to lift us up, to give us strength, to point our spiritual compass in the right direction. Many of the voices that, that come to us in the social media, all the different messages, these are not voices that give life that steer us and point us in the right direction. This is why in our community here, we are going to bring in a new program called Formed. Lisa Amos is going to talk about it after this Mass. This is what is going to be able to be accessed in all of our homes, on all of our computers, and it's like opening the door to the best Catholic library of movies, Bible studies, talks, whatever. Every one of you are going to have free access to that to increase the presence of the voice of the Good Shepherd in our homes and in our lives. Otherwise, we are going to be more vulnerable to the voices of strangers and the attacks of wolves. And I'm not going to let that happen, at least not on my watch. So as we receive Jesus on, uh, in the Eucharist now, let us renew our acceptance of him as our good shepherd. And let us be assured that he will lead us safely through this life to his heavenly kingdom. Amen.